Hello everybody and welcome to the Neutral Game Podcast, a fighting game podcast for beginners, novices, average players, and sometimes experts as well. I'm your host, Mirdrug, aka Real Soviet Bear, and with me is Six. Hello, Six. Hey, how's it going? It's going alright. Um, how are you? Um, you know, I am uh I am a little numb. Uh, because of the realization that person, no, because I went to the dentist. I, as a joke, I set you up with some comedy there. Ah, well, I could have said you were numb because you got your butt handed to you when we played some retro fighting games. You know, uh, it's weird because I don't feel like I did. Um, we played three games and, uh, two games I felt like I was competitive and then one game... I kind of like detached my personhood from the experience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, for this special episode of uh, Neutral Game, we decided to go over three retro games. And when I say retro, I mean like old games most people probably don't care about. Um, as sort of like an experiment in jank and how modern sensibilities carry over to old games. Um, and also because we wanted to actually cover Daryl Life 6, but Daryl Life 6 shipped without player lobby, so 6 and I could not actually play the game with each other. So that's delayed until uh, we do, um, and then we'll give proper coverage to that game. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about some really old games. And before uh, we go into that, like how did we do this, uh, most people use like Fightcade for uh, arcade emulation. Uh, what we did is we played some console games as well and some PC games without online play, and we used Parsec, which is... I, I think it's kind of new. I haven't heard about Parsec until, like, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I don't think you've heard about it, like, until I told you about it. Yeah, that was definitely my first time hearing about it. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you'll go into, like, how how it works and stuff in a minute, but what I will say is just, like, I was really impressed by the netcode. Yes. Uh, so what Parsec essentially is is it's this is not a plug. This is it's, we're not sponsored by Parsec. Uh, but what essentially it is, it's like this little um, application that has you stream another application as a video feed directly to another person, and that person uh, can use uh, their controller or keyboard or mouse uh, to actually put in inputs on your PC. Um, and it's pretty safe. It's not like uh, it's not like remote control on uh, what some Microsoft PCs have. It's more like um, it's more like remote play on PlayStation 4, if people are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hosted um, I'm in Sweden, 6 is in uh, the West Coast, and the netcode seemed pretty fine. Like I almost felt like I was lagging compared to you, considering some of the stuff you got away with. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty. I felt it felt pretty comparable to our experiences playing like Blaze Blue or something. That kind of like Arxis, like stable, like you know, not like the lag is invisible or anything, but like very reliable. Your intent is definitely represented, and you know, you feel like you can do what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, it definitely felt pretty good, and I've used it with some other friends, and it was essentially like playing fighting games online. Normally, it wasn't like in some cases even like better. I'd almost rather play via Parsec 
uh, certain PC ports of fighting games than using their own netcode. Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, anyway, um, also, as a disclaimer, um, all of these games that we played, uh, we played between 40 and 60 minutes of each, so all of this is either first impressions or we haven't played in a while and we just came back to it. So uh, if we're not knowledgeable about anything, we apologize for that. Um, literally, this is just us diving in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little a little sampler platter for you. Yeah. And with that out of the way, the first game was my pick. Uh, it was TMNT Tournament Fighters, a.k.a. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Hero Turtles if you're in Europe, uh, for the NES, uh, which is, I think, a version not many people are actually familiar with. Yeah, I mean, you hear a lot about the game, but you don't, you know, this version is not the one that people people tend to remember. Um and I definitely had never played it before. I wasn't a big uh, TMT person, and I also just generally have a lack of knowledge of uh, fighting games on the NES. Um, and uh, as far as our, our our you know our sampler platter, I would say that this was really the the onion rings of our uh, of our experience. Yeah, it was. I played this a lot as a kid um, to give context to people. Um, the, well, the NES was not popular where I was. We did have a lot of uh, Famiclones or knockoff consoles of the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of the games that my neighbor had. And we just played this daily for a really long time. Um, and how this differs from the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo version is, like, completely. <laughs> like, it's completely different cast for most part. Uh, plays completely differently. And it even has, like, a weird gimmick mechanic uh, that we'll get into. But for most part, it feels like classic Street Fighter, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So what were you, like, what did you remember, like, you since you played so much of this as a, as a youth, um, coming back to it, what were you expecting it to feel like? What, you know, what'd you come in with? I remember, I remember this feeling pretty good. Like, I remember it controlling, uh very fast, um, and being pretty fluid for something that's 8-bit. Because as you said, you don't really see that many NES fighting games. I think I know about this one, and god, there's another Japanese-only exclusive one, uh, which is pretty good, but I can't remember the name of. But in general, you you don't see them that much, and they're not that good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I remember being pretty fluid. I remember Shredder being massively overpowered as well. Um, And Kind of, that's about it. Like, you know, I was a, I was a kid. I think I was like five or six years old when I played this. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, um, how did the reality match up to to your memory there? So I'm gonna still say this is fairly competent for what it is. Like, it has the basics down of how a like fighting game back then should work. Like, you, you have your punches, you have your kicks, you have your special moves. Um, all the turtles have, uh, I think, like, two universal specials, which is the uh, dash uh, elbow and the dash kick. And then each one of them has their own unique move. Um, and then the other characters, which are Casey Jones, Hothead, and Shredder, uh, each have uh, two specials. And, you know, the inputs were fine. They weren't, like, anything too ridiculous. 
uh, sadly, the damage scaling was the uh, weird old school, you're not actually dealing fixed damage, you're dealing a range of damage, and it's not really consistent. Yeah, that's one of those things that I feel like used to be like just in, in a whole lot of fighting games. I mean, even Street Fighter 2 has it. Um, and until you go back to it, it's hard to like remember it's sort of like, oh, okay, that's kind of like a weird like variable in the experience but you know whatever and it's like it completely shaped games where you'd have situations where you'd go for <clears throat> a throw and it would do close to half of someone's life and normally it does like you know a fifth or a sixth and it's just like oh don't this one just chunked them yeah it's it's really weird especially because now like fighting games are so strict because you know you spend so much time learning all these combos and all these strategies, and you need this information to be reliable. Like, you need to know, will this super kill? You know, like, otherwise you're not going to do it because it's not worth it. Um, mm -hmm. And it even, like, goes as far to actually give you the exact damage numbers on the side when you do damage. Uh, and then when you go back to this, you're kind of... Like, it's very jarring in a way that you don't really expect it uh, because you're so used to the new standard. Mm-hmm. And also kind of one thing I, I, one thing I kind of take for granted is, you know, things having proper frames, like moves having, you know, recovery, priority, things like that. I had no clue until we played how ridiculously broken throws were in this game. So, okay, let's, let's, um, I don't think there are like throw startup animations right it didn't no, seem not. like there were basically what happens is if you're next to someone and a throw is possible and you hit throw it seems like it's a one frame action yeah it's, it seems like it's a one frame action but the, the weird thing about it is there are situations where you can throw a person despite you getting hit like like for example like i can connect you know two punches or something Mm -hmm. But I cannot connect the second punch if you immediately throw me. And it's literally like, I am unsafe when I successfully hit you because you can throw punish me, even though you neither blocked nor avoided it or anything. It's really weird. So it's like, oh, I better not use this move because you can just like immediately grab me and throw me. Yeah, it seems like most moves are minus, but like... They're also so slow startup that it usually it's like it's like oh this move is minus two but the enemy's fastest move is minus is is you know like is five frames so it doesn't matter except they have a throw so yes you can try and combo someone but if they're mashing throw and you're close enough while you're doing the combo they can often suplex you out of it. Yeah, it's like 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 you can have that happen in regular fighting games where you're trying to go for like tick throws or just jabbing somebody or something like that but like I've never seen that bit combo like you know you're just like doing it like you're connecting a hit and then you immediately just get like command grabbed by Zangief or Tager like it's so weird mm -hmm. um and the throws are so fast like oh the Casey Jones has this uh, uh suit uh what, what what was it? Was it like a suplex? Yes, that was that was the one. He did a, a classic German suplex, very good form, perfect arching of the back, uh, very impressive. 
but but the animation is so fast and he does it so quickly that it's like this it's like Mortal Kombat 3 when somebody chain throws you like three times in a row except even faster it is so ridiculous like you can basically get caught in a throw loop and you you don't even have time to actually understand what's going on and it's also interesting because there are no throw techs this is before that was really a concept and so like Really, I don't know how it decides who gets to throw off, except for apparently the answer is me. Um, <laughs> because, like, yeah, when I, when I first figured out this throw thing, um, I took, like, five games in a row where what would happen is I would, like, I would slip past you or, like, you'd, you'd hit me and then I'd suplex you out of the out of the combo and then, like, jump over you like a safe jump so that on wake up I suplexed you immediately again and just changed that all the way until you were dead. Yeah, no, it was pretty ridiculous. So I don't remember that part of the game, um, uh, which obviously means that I remember the game badly because the game is obviously not good. Um, or I mean, there could be some there could be some solution. To, you know, obviously we didn't do the deepest possible dive on this game. There could be some mechanics to avoid this that we didn't understand. Um, yeah, didn't seem like it though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we should definitely give this another try. Um, but aside from that, uh, one thing. This game, I think, does well, except because you die so quickly in this game, it never really shines. But it does, it does have this universal ball-throwing mechanic, um, where I think after a certain uh, time, like maybe like 10 or 20 seconds, I think it's closer to 20 seconds in the round, um, a little uh, drone uh, with Splinter's icon will fly over into the match, uh, and it'll drop a red ball, and uh, both players can pick up that red ball. Um, and when you have it, you can, at any point while you have that ball on your person, uh, you can do a special that throws that ball, and each character throws the ball in a different way. Uh, I think the turtles tr throw it in a straight line, but then I think like Casey Jones arcs it a bit, um, things like that. And it does quite a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly, because you can die so quickly, like, we haven't really, we didn't really use it that much. I think, like, maybe we won two or three rounds with that. Yeah, it felt like earlier on it was more effective, and then, yeah, the, the throw meta consumed everything in its path. Uh, but the cool thing about it is, uh, when you throw the ball and it hits somebody, the ball doesn't despawn, so it drops where it hit the other person. So there's... This idea of a constant, like, who's controlling the ball right now, uh, and it's kind of like this, I guess, like, super. Like, it's basically like this universal super, uh, where you have to battle to have stock. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. I, th I I would like to see more of that. I don't know, does Lethal League have that? Like, Lethal League has balls. No, I mean, it reminded me a lot of uh, Cody's Knife in, in the Street Fighter series, but, of course, with Cody's Knife... Um, it was only available to Cody, right? Like that was a that was an asymmetrical game where there was the knife in the middle of the stage and he could control it yeah. and throw it, but you know the opponent had no access. And also, uh, they got rid of it in five, as far as that mechanic. And then in four, they did everything in their power over releases and patches to make it so that picking up the knife was a bad idea. Which <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Why Why won't you let uh, Ryu use the knife? Why Capcom? 
Hey, Blanca, what have you got there? A knife! No! <laughs> I think that would be cool, like, if anybody could pick up the knife. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, but overall, I, I think it was good dumb fun. I don't know, what did you think about it? Yeah, definitely had a good time with it. I don't think, um, like, I'm not gonna, like recommend it but like if you do this sort of thing where you're like hey let's sit down with a couple of old games and mess around it's a good time it's very silly um you know like the characters are like have like weird inputs and there's some clear like balance issues but then you know once you learned about throws then the balance suddenly evens out because everyone has a throw um yeah (laughs) when everybody's overpowered nobody's overpowered exactly so yeah no it's it's a fun it's a fun little time i i definitely recommend checking it out if you yeah, if you I, have some other games to to poke at yeah i will say though that i i play a lot of old fighting games uh a few years ago uh when i did my old december stream thing uh this one i think is much more fluid uh than most fighting games of that era like mm-hmm. it it doesn't feel sluggish or you know cumbersome to get around so i i really like that that aspect of it yeah, it definitely feels more like as far as like game feel, I would say it, it, it approaches more like a Super Nintendo than a original NES game. I feel like it has a lot like a lot more of a fluid feel, as you say. Definitely, definitely. Anyway, the next game was your choice. Yeah, so um I wanted something that I was pretty sure Mio had never heard of. Um, and so I went with the sequel to a Flash game. This is also a Flash game, but this got a standalone, like, you know, uh, like a downloadable release. This was a Super Smash Flash 2, um, which I was fairly excited about back in the day. It is a Flash game that is attempting to emulate the Super Smash Bros. series. Um, it was sort of, I believe the project has started around the time of Brawl. Um, but, you know, it's... It is so much exactly what you expect, right? It's like, okay, some some fan artists are making their own Smash Bros, and they're like, and what if Goku was in it, and Naruto, and Black Mage from Final Fantasy, and yeah, just like every, like, every, you know, fake troll, like, character roster leak from from Brawl back in the day is, well, not everyone, because, you know, there are limits. Their resources are limited. But um, all of those, and we didn't get into it because we use Parsec, but it actually does have netcode. Um, they actually kind of went pretty damn far with this game as far as like features and content and support. Damn, I didn't even know it had netcode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not great netcode, um, but it it holds up i was pretty sure with our distance it was gonna fall to shit so i didn't even mention it but i played with people who were you know like i was in in at the time the central united states and they were on the east coast and it was a little choppy but it was playable um so 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 would you say that super smash flash 2 is more competitive than brawl you know i mean in in the form we played i would actually agree um because it's actually you know they've done some more work um, and as far as I could tell, one of the things that they did is they removed Final Smashes, which is an interesting change, um, and is not how I remember the game, but the Final Smashes made the game obscenely broken. Um, I've, I've gone on before about Brawl and tripping, and how I think tripping is a mechanic that makes Brawl 
basically impossible to take seriously in a competitive way. Uh, Super Smash Flash definitely has some uh, characters that I, I better are not like the most balanced in the world. But like, there's no universal mechanic to stop people from competing. Um, there are some bad stages, but you know, you can always not pick stages. And uh, yeah, it's a. I feel like I felt like at the time I was really impressed by how it played. And going back to it, I wasn't as enamored, but I still think it was a surprisingly like competently made flash game. Yeah, I we I think we only played the new characters. Like we didn't play the standard issue Smash characters, but the more uh, pipe dreamy anime ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did feel like some of them, at least the ones I played, were like either overtuned or kind of completely lack direction. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, I played Bomberman, and I just like I. The way Bomberman works is literally what you imagine. Like, he throws bombs and then you detonate them. And while I did pull off some very weird setups with that, it doesn't feel like a tool set you can rely on. It felt really bad and lacking focus, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, you got some, like, really pretty busted like edge guards because it didn't seem like there was a limit to the number of bombs you could put in one spot so it's like oh knock someone off the stage and then just pile 10 bombs on the edge of the stage and they're not coming back um but yeah it wasn't a particularly versatile or developed move set yeah and then there was bandana d bandana waddle d who had a ridiculously good move set like it covered every single base it could yeah, that was uh that was a pretty powerful powerful set of moves. Um Yeah, that that worked me over pretty good. I was kind of bummed because I went I played some uh some Ichigo because I remember playing a bunch of Ichigo back in the day because when this came when it originally came out, I was a I was pretty hardened to bleach. Um Wow. Wow. Well, I listen, no shame. Those first two seasons are good. And then it keeps going. I but. I I, wa- I watched the entire first season. I and somebody told me, oh, season three is where it gets good, and I couldn't survive that long. Yeah, one and two, I think, are good. And, you know, not for you. I respect that. Um, but, uh, so, in the in the earlier releases, you know, with the final smashes, um, Ichigo's final smash was just to turn into, like, his, his basically, his, it's, it's called Bankaiba, basically, basically, his equivalent of Super Saiyan, right? It's a shonen anime. We all know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um... And he just turned into it for, like, a couple of minutes. <laughs> and so, like, you could... Basically, it was enough to win the rest of the match, basically, no matter when it happened. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing some comp stomping, just like, oh, let me just go, you know, my, my, my final form, and then just, like, all my moves are enhanced, I have better normals, I have, I think, some armor, I have some teleports, and... I was looking forward to doing that to you and you not knowing what was happening, but unfortunately, that no longer seems to be an option. Well, I did like when you tried to do that with Goku, and it turned out that killed you. Goku? Yeah. Um, Goku's... has has His his, his standard B-move is the uh, Kamehameha, of course, and uh, it's the Dragon, not the Dragon Ball Z, not the Dragon Ball Super. It's the Dragon Ball Kamehameha, where it takes him fucking forever to throw the goddamn thing. Um, 
And then his beatdown is Kaioken where he hurts himself. And I assume he gets some kind of like strength boost, but like man Yeah, he's slowly dying. <laughs> you just see that percentage mirror keep going up. That said, he did like you know how Kirby has like the infinite well not infinite, but has like a bunch of jumps? Yeah. Goku doesn't. He just fucking flies. You just hit up and he just goes up. Uh Unless you smash him off the screen, like if you drop someone, if you drop a Goku down, I don't know if it's possible to kill Goku that way because he just fucking floats. Um, so there's that's an interesting choice. I mean, honestly, I feel like that's unfair. You should not be able to defeat Goku ever. That's true. That's true. You know, if this was a proper fighting game. I mean, like, you. Sh- I think you should be able to defeat Goku, but it doesn't go to, like, a match-ended screen. It cuts to, like, Goku's on the snake way, and you just have to chill for, like, a year or two, so that he comes back and, you know, stronger, and, and then he beats you. Or he just, like, stands up and, like, thumbs up and leaves. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's like, hey, that was a good fight. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, how, how does it compare uh, what we play to what you remember of the game? Honestly, not qu- not quite as good. I mean, I feel like a lot of a lot of my fun with the game back in the day was just like was honestly enjoying how unbalanced it was, um, because like yeah, these characters could do such ridiculous things, and without that draw as much, it you sort of were left to dwell on like less spectacle and more on like okay, how are the fundamentals of these these new characters and how they played, and some of them just sucked. Uh, like, I think Bomberman was a bad design. I think Black Mage was a complete, like, I don't, I don't even know what they were trying to achieve with Black Mage. That character is terrible. Um, your best move is, like, running forward and doing, like, a flurry of blows, and you're a mage, and why is that your move? Um. He had, like, some weird input where it wasn't really consistent which spell he was casting. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you would cycle through the spells as you were doing your B-move, I think. I can't remember. It was something very weird, because I think I also tried him. Um, yeah, he's he's a strange one. Um, so, I don't know. It feels like most of the things they added, especially, like, the new stages, are, are not, you know, as you might expect, not up to real competitive standards. It definitely felt like a fan game, and I don't mean that in a degradatory way. I meant more in, like... This is definitely what somebody who's, like, really into a specific game, uh, but without, like, kind of, like, the whole picture of producing it would try and make. Mm-hmm. That said, it still uh-huh. was really impressive going back to see just, like, how extensive, like, the feature lists and, like, the menus and UI were. They really went all out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was... Like, they even have this intro, which is basically a pixelified brawl intro. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, you can go into options and, like, configure controllers, and, you know, there's there's, there's way more, like, built into this as far as, like, accessibility and stuff than you would expect from a, from a Flash game. And, in fact, from most indie games. I mean, and even some, like, actual fully released fighting games sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Though, I don't believe there's much of a tutorial. Yeah. Um, would you recommend it? Um, you know, I... In, if there... 
If there's a way to turn on final smashes that I didn't see, I would. Um, if I, if there isn't, I honestly don't think I would. I don't think it had enough to, sh I mean, it's neat to play a fan game, but otherwise I don't think there's enough. You know, I, I think with Smash Ultimate, it's just like, you know, back then it was like, oh, it's Smash, but with, you know, Goku and Ichigo and, and Bomberman and stuff like that. Whereas mm -hmm. today it's like, you have Smash Ultimate and somebody says, oh, here's Smash with Goku. And it's like, well, I, I don't care. I have like Solid Snake over there and Bayonetta and all of these weird characters already. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, well... That's that's that was your pick, and now we have uh, the joint pick. So, Samurai Showdown is coming out uh, end of June. I'm very excited about it. I don't believe uh, you are six. No, not really. I mean, so, I'll, I'll pick it up, but uh, you know, <laughs> I'll sort of like I'll be I'll be kind of like giving it the eye as I as I check out. So, in honor of that. We decided to play Samurai Showdown. Uh, Six suggested we play Samurai Showdown 2. I said, that's bullshit. We can't play a good Samurai Showdown. We can play Samurai Showdown 3 instead. Um, because if we don't know what we're talking about with Samurai Showdown 3, nobody can fault us because I don't think that many people like 3. Um, even though I kind of liked it um, in general. But how is this different from Samurai Showdown? Uh, like... 1, 2, and 4, and 5, and 6, I guess. Uh, like, 3 was, like, this weird attempt to make the game darker and grittier. Uh, so there's much more killings, uh, the palette is much darker. Uh, it has this weird system where instead of picking your character, you have two versions of a character, and one of the versions is this dishonorable, brutal version of the character. Mm -hmm. So... In general, it's very edgy and uh, grimdark. Uh, and also, it's not particularly well-balanced or fine-tuned. Yeah. Um, I feel like we were having... Like, at first, our first impression was really positive, right? Um, yeah. I think we were playing and it was like, okay, like, I want to I wanna experience... You know, I played a little bit of Samurai Showdown 2 back in the day, single-player that's basically it it's like i want to have more experience with samurai showdown with the new one on the horizon i want to have some some you know comparison and it was like okay this actually like people say this is the bad one but like i don't know that i love all these characters but like it's it's fun we got variable damage again that's a little frustrating but you know we're having like real matchups we're having matchups that resemble like other fighting games where we're you know we're doing zoning we're figuring out our buttons we're learning what our character's game plan is um and then it felt like it started to slide downhill. Yeah, so it's it's very hard to describe what exactly went wrong as we played more and more. Uh, I I think it's just like a combination of a lot of weird things. Like for example, um, like a lot of the hit boxes are really weird. Like you hit from such weird distances and. Uh, you get hit from things you wouldn't expect to actually reach you. Mm -hmm. um, and then some characters just seem like downright broken. They just like do straight up much more damage than any other character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's also, I mean, there were problems of like, so Samurai Showdown's always had the the, the uh, like disarming mechanic, um, 
it's really prevalent in this one where basically when everyone's low health they have like a desperation move that they have um that disarms and then also of course if you get a sword clash you disarm um and my experience you know maybe if i was i'd played more of the game i got better at the game i would have a different impression but it kind of felt like at the point where i was disarmed they might as well just end the round because you were so thoroughly screwed as yeah it was extremely easy to get completely outpoked and outzoned um unless your character had a special they could use even when disarmed mm-hmm. like uh like like Basara did um so I I was so I think eventually we kind of found our our niche. Like you were playing uh, Genjiro, I think mm-hmm. uh, the Hanafuda card uh, samurai, and I picked uh, Basara. And apparently, Basara, according to official tier lists, is the worst character, and it didn't really feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because like one of his moves was the uh, Bison Stomp, except he can combo bison stomps into bison stomps into bison stomps infinitely and just cross you up until the end of time yeah it's not like a true combo you you manage to recover but um being able to anti-air it is really finicky um and like blocking it is a pointless action because it's just gonna happen again like blocking it does not put you at any kind of disadvantage or make it hard to do it again you just go for another 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 bison kick it feels like uh the potemkin butt stomp uh when he like dives and hits you with uh, his rear Mm -hmm. except if you block it imagine like if you block potemkin potemkin's butt stomp he could jump out of it again before hitting the ground and do it again that's basically what it is. It's so ridiculous. We um, had sequences where, like, I I was blocking that, like, you know, I had to, you know, jump block to have some kind of, like, some kind of recovery advantage. Um, and I did that eight times in a row before finally you managed to get a cross-up that I didn't block right. But it's like, okay, so I just gotta block infinite 50-50s until I fail? <laughs> I mean, I think there was, like, a DP you could do, but it was, like, because I was literally meandering uh, at the at the spot where your character either turns uh, back or forth, like, where you cross up the character. Like, good luck getting a DP input on that. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, at least with, with Genjiro, like, the DP was, like, as many DPs are, it was, like, a slight lunge forward, and it's like, okay, that just won't hit you. Um, if you're already far enough forward to do the kick, like, if you're doing the first one, I could catch you, but if you, if I already blocked one, it's like, okay, my DP can't hit you, and you can hit me in the recovery of the DP, and then I'm just right back where I started. It was, it was pretty funny. I don't know, I don't know if it was funny on the receiving end, but I thought it was hilarious. I was frustrated at first, and it became comical over time just because it felt so absurd. Um, it was just like, okay, like, you know... I'm like I'm the strongest samurai in the land, but this motherfucker's got a pogo stick, so I guess I'm done. <laughs> I mean, but it's not even like that. He also had like some weird move because everybody has like you said the desperation move that disarms you, mm-hmm. and like Basara's, like you can block, you can like react to it, but also it is still obscenely fast because it full screens you. Like he mm-hmm. he he jumps backwards to the edge of the screen, and then he literally lunges on the entire arena. So no matter where you are, he can actually 
like he can full screen melee punish you on a whiff. And it's not like it's not like uh you know not like a jab or something. You deal a lot of fucking damage and then disarm and and get a hard knockdown. Yeah, it's it's pretty absurd. Um, uh, I don't know. I I also didn't like a lot of the other things that I think they did away later. But it's like they throw food randomly that'll heal you, or they throw bombs if you're around the same area long enough to mm-hmm. like disincentivize you. And I just don't like that because there were a few situations where uh, I basically kept forcing you to block until a bomb was thrown, and then you have to block a bomb and me. Yeah, I got I got punished for you know for camping because I was locked in a block string, um, and that that felt a little unfair. <laughs> it also doesn't help that a few times I couldn't even uh, see the bomb because there are foreground elements uh, on the stages that actually obscure uh, like the actual arena. Mm-hmm. So that was that was also ridiculous. It has a lot of these things that kind of lack the polish you expect from an SNK game, and I think I read somewhere that this was indeed kind of rushed. Yeah, so, I mean, what, like, what do you think about, like, the, like, the bust versus slash, you know, like, the two different forms of the characters? I really like that. I think that's really cool. Um, it's a bit more uh, pronounced than uh, the isms from Street Fighter Alpha. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it changes the character a bit more. I also like that it kind of tries to contextualize. Like it makes the character seem more brutal. Like, um, like you have uh, uh, Nakuru, uh, I-, I believe her name is. Like when she has the uh, or Nakuru when she has her eagle in her regular form, but like in her like uh, bust form, she has a wolf, or how the ninja has uh, his dog Puppy in his, like, honorable regular form, but then the dishonorable form doesn't have the dog. Which is the most dishonorable possible choice. Exactly. So I, I like that kind of stuff, or how I think, like, Basara's dishonorable form is, like, before he got killed, but then, like, his quote-unquote regular form is uh, him as, like, the undead specter or whatever else he is. Hmm. So I, I like that. I think that's, like, pretty cool. Uh it reminds me a lot of uh, Guilty Gear XX when they had the uh, EX versions that were unlockable. That sure. kind of like changed the moveset completely. Kind of remixed them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's good. I, I I do like it when games do things like that, uh, and it even has like aesthetic implications. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the nicest thing I can say about Samurai Showdown Three. So how does this make you feel with Samurai Showdown on the horizon? Like, because everything I've seen of Samurai Showdown looks pretty faithful. To, like, it looked a lot like this game to me. Um, so the main thing about Samurai Showdown, which this game still maintains, is that you die very quickly. Like, in general, at least from what I've played, like you have normals that do more damage than actual specials. Like, specials are more like this setup tool in a lot of cases, but then, like, a good heavy slash will actually decimate your opponent. Um, And one of the reasons this also didn't do well was, you know, like, you can die in one or two slashes, rounds can last less than ten seconds, 
And if you're playing this at arcades, uh, well, that's that's money down the drain in like less than a minute sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also kind of why a lot of uh, a lot, of, at least I believe, a lot of fighting games kind of went into the long combos slash juggles direction because you play them at arcades and your money lasts longer. Whereas stuff like Bushido Blade or Samurai Showdown kind of dies down because you know you get less bang for your buck. So I like that. I think it was limited by the form. Um, I think it's good to have. I I'm not a combo person, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of looking forward to something that is very like normal and spacing focused because I feel even if it's not good, I think it's going to be interesting to compare it to. Uh, other contemporary fighting games. Like, I think it's gonna be cool to like see how the Samurai Showdown look on a big Evo tournament. You know, hmm. sure. Like we had we had this like weird moment where BB Tag had to have uh, what was it, best of five instead of best of three because the matches were so short. Um, so I'm kind of like, oh, what happens when we go into Overdrive and like make it even even faster? Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's different. I think different is kind of good. Um, where it will actually play good, where it will actually have like a scene, um, and where like fighting games should be like that, you know, that's all up for debate and taste. Mm-hmm. I guess the other thing I was concerned about going into the new Samurai Showdown is that there wouldn't be any character I cared about, but Kenjiro's in it, so I guess I'm okay. Uh, he is a really good design. He actually wasn't uh, in the first game. Um, uh, because originally Haomaru was you know the protagonist, and then uh, his rival was Ukyo, the uh, uh, blue-haired samurai dude, the sick boy. Uh yeah, the sick boy, and um, they didn't think he was a strong enough rival, so they made Genjiro uh, as the new rival for Haomaru, and I think that was a good choice. Like he's much, he has like a much better pers- like persona, like much more presence. Mm-hmm. Also, Hanafuda cards are really good, and cross-up records are even better. They're dirty. I love them. They're great. It, it fits the character so well. Like, like I hate that when I play, you know, like, uh, uh, against Leo and Guilty Gear, and I get, like, fucking crossed up with a slash through. But in this game, for this character, it does make sense, because it feels like something, you know, a, a, a dishonorable samurai would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely he definitely feels like he has this vibe that he's definitely like he's he's looking down on you and he's looking to embarrass you in these fights. Um and I I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it's a good game plan because you can choose whether that slash is going to be like a cross up or not, like whether he's going to attack you from the front or uh, or from behind, and I think that puts a lot of pressure on uh your opponent to like try and read your game plan better. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, also, one thing we should probably mention, uh, we didn't mention that you can clash swords and then you can get disarmed there. Uh, something that was discovered fairly recently, like like a year or two ago, was... So, when, when two swords clash, you mash buttons and whoever mashes more wins the clash and the other opponent gets disarmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out it's actually randomly determined. Yep. Yeah, um, some I forget there was a studio that was doing like a re-release 
and looked at the code because they were having the, they were having to look at the code in order to do the the re-release and they're like oh it just randomly decides who wins yep so which is which is like ridiculous <laughs> i mean as a person who hates mashing i'm into it <laughs> I mean, for me, it's also more I just hate... I hate mashing, and I hate, like, mashing in the middle of a fighting game uh, mm-hmm. like that. Like, the, the Guilty Gear stagger, uh, mashed against staggered less, I just despise. Um, yeah. But, like, it's marginally less worse than a flip of a coin. This is, like, this is like a danger time, but you're never told it's danger time. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the big concerns I have going into the new Samurai Showdown, is I think maybe my opinion is that weapon disarming is just a shitty mechanic. Um, they did go on record saying that uh, some characters... Well, every character will have disarmed options, but some characters will have more options when they are disarmed than others. Hmm. Um, so... I think that opens up a lot of design space for them, because then you can do specific matchups of like, oh, this character focuses on disarming the opponent, but then their matchup will be worse against this character because this character doesn't really care if they're disarmed or not. Or you can have design spaces of like, uh, intentionally holstering your weapon to get a specific set of moves. Sure, but like, I mean, okay, let's let's make a comparison to something we said earlier, right? What if they'd Mm -hmm. said for Smash Ultimate, like, and... We're bringing back tripping, but some characters will be less prone to tripping. Or some characters will have some better wake-up options after tripping. Well, to be fair, like, tripping is imposed to you by, like, uh, random chance. Uh, If they have disarming in a control environment, as in, like, oh, okay, the property of this move is disarming you, I don't think it'll be, like, that unfair. Well, that's true, but so the, the clashes also disarm, and those are random. Okay, yeah, the clashes I agree with. Like, they definitely... I don't know how they do it in uh, uh, later games. I do know that they clean up their act significantly in, like, Samurai Shodown um, 4, 5, and 6. Like, this is, like, the the bad one in terms of, like, polish and balancing and everything. Hmm. Um, okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, like, worry too much about this one. I think, like... I can't remember which one is the go-to... Uh, because, like, the first five games are, like, the proper entries, and then, like, the sixth game is, like, this dream match scenario where they just have, like, almost every character. Mm. Um, so I th- I, I, I'm I not really too concerned about balancing, especially because, like, you know, after Samurai Shodan, they had, you know, KOF 13, then all these other games, uh, they were much, much better uh, put together. So I, I trust SNK. Uh, I can't wait for them to break my heart. I mean, I didn't like KOF 14, so I'm nervous. Uh, okay, that's fair. Um, well, we'll see. We will. Uh, I'm I I I'm not like really. Uh, I'm I'm mostly hyped for Samurai Shodown because I want a new one v one fighting game. Um, with a focus on normals, and also I am tired of waiting for a new Guilty Gear patch. Hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, grow and die that way. Exactly. So, okay, well, I, I guess, like, how, how did you feel about this experiment? Like, let's close it up with the, with that. Uh, how did you feel venturing into the past and playing these old fighting games from yesteryear? 
I definitely want to do more of this. I feel like there's a lot more, like, I don't know. I, I'm going to make a weird... So, okay, this is this is a side tangent, right? Um, yesterday, I picked up a copy of Ninja Gaiden 2, the Xbox 360 one. Mm-hmm. And I... Because it's now backwards compatible on the Xbox One. So I fired it up and I played some. And that game's a mess. Um, I remember that. I played it back in the day. But it also was interesting to go back to because it's um, it's a character action game. And they don't make character action games like it anymore. It's this entire, like, design sensibility that is just absent from the genre. Oh, um, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't call DMC5 a character action game? Uh, no, it's not that character action ga- No, but I mean, like... They're such, like, they're barely the same genre. Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden is so much more concerned. Like, honestly, Ninja Gaiden has so much more in common with Dark Souls than you think. And I know that's the comparison everyone makes with every possible game. But, oh. like, seriously. Okay, um, uh, compare it to Sekiro. It's okay. That's actually, that's a good, there you go. Um, and so it's it's way more a game about survival and overwhelming odds, and it's it's not as much like just, you know, like show off and do sick combos. And that's not like, the way it plays is not represented in any games anymore. And that's a lot of what I get from going back to these games, where it's like, you see ideas, you see ways of looking at the genre that like, you don't realize how similar modern fighting games are, right? Like, playing samurai showdown 3 has there are a lot of ideas in that that i don't think i love but like you see a mechanic like disarming and you're like there's nothing like this in modern fighting games that just like so thoroughly like forces you in an instant to completely change your game plan yeah yeah i I agree with that i think that yeah um it's it's weird because like right now everything is so uh bigger budget that you have to rely on things you know where it's Things you know from others, like aka your competitors, or things you know from what you make, aka if your arc system works, mm-hmm. um, that like seeing stuff from this period where it was a bit more wild and everybody was trying to kind of reinvent the wheel because they weren't sure the wheel was fully established, mm-hmm. but also like it's still this time period like post Street Fighter 2 like imagine what would happen if we dug up some pre Street Fighter 2 fighting games like that would be even wilder I mean TMNT was right oh hmm was it okay I mean, I'm, I'm, Street Fighter 2 I'm... was a Super Nintendo game this was oh, an NES yeah, game yeah. so no but I think this was released uh, oh it was a late NES that sort of... oh, yeah let me let me yeah Wait, this was 1989. When was Street Fighter 2? Oh shit, you're right. It was before Street Fighter 2. I thought it was. Wait. No, wait. I I, I miss uh, Tournament Fighters NES. No, okay. It was post-Street Fighter 2. It's two years uh, after Street Fighter 2. Okay, okay. I, 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 nah. Yeah. Alright, never mind that. Darn. Yeah. So so that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you go like pre-Street Fighter 2 fighting games, then it gets like even even more wild. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We might do this again, uh, I'd say, on, like... Well, we'll definitely do this, like, on, on streams, but we might do this again in podcast form if, you know, a video game releases and there is no way for me and Six to actually play it because it didn't ship with basic features. <laughs> or Gosh, there's just no new video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no need to be that ominous. Sometimes, sometimes there just ain't shit to play. Um... 
I know it's been so long since we've we've done one of these. It feels like. Um, are there like you want to just briefly touch on like what what have you been up to in the world of fighting games in between? Uh oh god, I have started playing Undernight in birth latest at work. That's the that's the no pun intended latest thing uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing. Um, really liking it. Really happy that Akatsuki is no longer garbage. Um, so I can actually punch people. Um, yeah, you really you really rode that you rode that train through through like the hard times and the good, huh? Look, when I like a character, I just go head on, unless it's Beerus, then I give up. Um, <laughs> but the no, um, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, I was hesitant to pick it up because it felt like everybody would stop playing it, like with every fighting game I buy. Um, so I ended up getting it on a sale on Steam. It is really good. I've only played it with my colleagues, um, and I haven't actually played the tutorial yet because I couldn't uh, set aside time so everything i've been doing to learn the game uh since the last time i played it was on playstation 3 um everything i've learned has literally been trial by fire just like getting uh my ass handed to me but it's really good it is extremely intuitive and i actually fired up melty blood um last week uh and it's amazing how actually uh similar those games handle and i think it's even more a testament how good actually french bread is at making um uh making approachable fighting games like it's you immediately jump in it immediately feels fluid the only weird stuff is that uh i can't get used to how everything is safe like literally moves that don't look like they should be safe are safe and yeah Hmm. what have you been up to um i have you mentioned you mentioned beerus um i haven't seen as much of him as you might think or, or maybe I have seen as much of him as you would think, but I've gotten very, very deep into into Dragon Ball. I'm I am now an online warrior. I'm doing ranked matches. I'm climbing up. Um, I'm playing tons, and it's really finally clicked for me in a way that I'm enjoying quite a lot. Nice. Maybe I should come back. Maybe. I mean, you know, I don't know if any of the new the Dune DLC is is doing it for you, but um, I don't know. I'm no. having a lot of fun. No. Look! Look! There's there's hit. I don't need anybody else. Just solo pick hit. All right. Well, I'm I'm playing a lot of. I I got way into Broly. I'm a Broly main. It turns out, which you know I don't. I feel like looking at my history, it was hard to anticipate. But, um, man, that character's fun. You just get to do some really stupid shit, and it's a very good time. Nice, nice. Um, uh, I don't. Know, maybe maybe after I'm done with uh. Uh, Unist and Dead or Alive and Mortal Kombat 11 and Samurai Showdown, I will actually go back to Dragon Ball Fighters because I have like all those new characters anyway. Hmm. Um, so Six, where can people find you? Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Six Detmar. That's S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. I've got a pinned tweet there that tells you all the work that I do, but I will specifically highlight the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Media, which is me and my friend Jennifer, and all the work that we do, all our podcasts, all our articles, all the jazz. We don't make jazz. That was just an expression. Jazz would be pretty dope, though. It would. I like jazz. Um, well, what about you, Mia? Well, people can find me on twitter.com slash mdkii, that's mdk Roman numerals 2. Um, you can also find me on twitch.tv slash realsovietbear. Um, I'm, I'm streaming full playthroughs of games, 
haven't streamed fighting games in a while, but I'm going to try, try and address that a bit. Uh, but you can check that out. And you can also check out either on my Twitch page or on my Twitter page. There's a link to a Discord. Uh, you can join in that. Uh, it's a welcoming bunch. We also have a fighting game channel, so you can continue discussing fighting game opinions there. I just had the dumbest Phoenix Down moment. Okay. Those are your initials. You're not a big fan of the fucking old third-person shooter MDK2. I I am. Oh, you are? Okay, that's so it was both. Okay. Yeah, it's it's both my initials, and I I like that game. Okay, but I didn't make the initials connection. I was just like, man, you're just really dedicated to that MD2, MDK2 life. All right. <laughs> no, it's it's Mildrag, it's Mildrag Dragon Kovacevic the second because I'm I'm named after my uncle, so that that's that's the joke. But then everybody can ask, oh, do you actually like MDK2? And I do. It's so game. next uh, next month on Neutral Game, we'll be playing MDK2 and. Uh... No, no, we'll probably we'll probably be talking about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, which um, so that was that was kind of we were on the fence, and it was kind of my call to push us over the edge. Um, Mortal Kombat features and and prominently stars Ronda Rousey, a Sandy Hook truther turf piece of shit. Um, and it was it was pretty hard to decide to 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 pull the plug on the or not pull whatever whatever the expression i'm looking for is to go ahead and commit to this one because i really am angry that she's involved in this project but um i've i've literally never given a mortal Kombat game its fair shake before um in fact any nether realm fighting game and uh one of our one of the one of our first times having a serious conversation was way back in the day when you and i had a fight about mortal Kombat 9 and so it seemed like it was just too fertile ground for us to pass up to me. Yeah, when when we had a discussion of how it's not a real fighting game because it doesn't have cross ups. Yep. No. Uh, listen, we've done. I've done some growing up. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Just ju- just to like clarify for people, uh, Neutral Game is a, a podcast for people who want to get into fighting games. Uh, as a general philosophy, we are very inclusive and. As a general philosophy, we really do not like when something that's, you know, in some way discriminatory or bad as said voice actress slash uh, public person, uh, we just don't approve of that. But also, we can also say, hey, this game is good, this person is a piece of shit, and, you know, not have it affect whatever other opinions we have. Mm -hmm. We're adults here. And you know, listen. Like, if you have your own thoughts about it, if you want to say something about it, uh, you know, you heard my Twitter. You should feel free to hit me up. Yeah, um, yeah. You, I'm yeah. happy for feedback, even if your feedback is like, "Hey, you made the wrong call here." That I, yeah. if that's true, I need to hear that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In general, we'll we'll try to cover as much as we can, realistically speaking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening in, and catch you later. Peace. <laughs>